Welcome to the seventh episode of Redemption, a podcast series to save deposit return systems. Today, we look at the sixth of the 10 essential practices laid out in a guide to modern deposit return systems, 10 essential practices, which you can find at bottlebillreimagined.org. The sixth essential practice under the area of standards is collection. Let me go right to the guide to see how this important practice is articulated. Collection standards specify minimum operating requirements for deposit return points. This makes them easy and equitable for consumer use and efficient for retailers to run and get timely reimbursements. Standards should include having trained staff available during business hours to assist consumers when they need help, as well as on-site cash refunds with an option for a secure electronic refund within two business days of the transaction. Collection standards are triple threat. They not only, one, ensure ease and accessibility for consumers, but also, two, reduce fraud, and three, build system accountability. We're talking today to someone who has helped craft and is now running a deposit return system that has set up collection standards in the way they can and should work. To learn more about the Quebec system, I spoke with my colleague, Alexi Eisenberg, Reloop's Director for France and Francophonie. Alexi, before joining Reloop, you worked on building Quebec's legislation, and I know that Quebec has put in place something quite different when it comes to collection by establishing requirements for three different types of return points. We're still in the early days of implementation, I know, but talk about how this is playing out so far, and what was the rationale for establishing these rather explicit requirements for different types of return points? So about the um, the system and the different option to, to collect containers. In Quebec, it has been decided to go to an hybrid system, even if historically it's um, a return to retail system. But we have to consider that since the last 20 years, the, the, the DRS system in Quebec tried many times to modernize, to increase uh, volumes and to target different packaging, but it was pretty hard for the retailers go to more volumes, especially on to go to glass for wine and spirits. So um, based on the volume uh, which is targeting right now, which will double from the situation right now to the, the next GRS, and based on the complexity of materials, which now targeting all the, the, the beverage and glass, meaning wine and spirits, but also uh, targeting multi-layer and milk uh, also. So the complexity of material, the complexity of the content of the beverages, the complexity also of the volume uh, pushed Quebec to think about an hybrid system and, and let uh, the network organize the collection network uh, with a return point inside stores, outside stores, but also a kind of depot inter-retailers uh, so just to still have the consumers in the retail zone with different distance from the retailers, but not far away in, in an industrial zone out of their habits. So it's also to offer the opportunity for uh, retailers uh, for high volume and the complexity of materials to um, offer another option to the consumers. 
And when you talk about distance, the point for our audience to understand is that the mobility and access um, were key considerations. So offering depots, but ensuring that a customer doesn't have to go too far. Um, and so in this way, Quebec allowed for the establishment of, of depots. As you said, it's a hybrid system, um, but that core retail network remains. Yeah, exactly. Um, for now, the the collection network is who sell, uh, collect. That's the principle. And you have all retailers who are selling what is in the perimeters who have to collect. So it, it means small, medium, and large retailers. And uh, in this new system, as I said, by the complexity of materials and the volume, it opened a door for small retailers uh, with a minimum of square meters, which is in the law, to just uh, say, I'm not able to collect, uh, so I'm out of the system, which is not the case for big retailers uh, over this size, and uh, they, they will have to offer the services. But yes, uh, as you said, having this depot in the retail zone and depends in which area you are. If you are in a high density area in cities, it's one kilometers maximum. But if in a rural area, it's uh, five kilometers. So it's uh, it's it's also based on where you are. The density is also part of this uh, mechanism. And at the end, it's it's about giving the best service to consumers and implement this service in their habits. And now I'm delighted to introduce Norman Bisson, the president and CEO of the Quebec Beverage Container Recycling Association. Hi, Mr. Bisson. I would really love to hear some of your, of your insights um, given Quebec's recent experience to comprehensively reform its deposit return system. Um, and your role in particular as part of the system operator um, activities is especially critical. I want to first talk about collection requirements in modernized DRS. Our listeners know a little bit about how the regulations address convenience and the user experience. Well, the regulation in Quebec is very prescriptive. We, uh, it doesn't uh, only uh, put targets uh, and uh, performance numbers uh, to reach, but also it gives a lot of uh, information on how we should attain this uh, performance. Can you give us an example? For instance, the regulation uh, states that that you should have a certain number of uh, of return sites. It gives you the number of return sites uh, in different areas based on uh, the population, and uh, also many obligations as how to uh, operate a, a return point. Thanks for that. Can you talk a little bit about targets? Uh, the regulation. Uh, puts in place some some targets, of course. Uh, Kibisari was named as the pro of this system, uh, so we have to achieve those targets. But the the system is not entirely in the hands of the pro. For instance, uh, retailers have an obligation to recover. So the the regulation states that any retailer with a surface 
of 375 square meters have to participate into this system as either a return point or it can also achieve the its obligation by regrouping with other retailers because for instance in a smart center you may have two three four retailers targeted by the regulation but of course it's more optimized to have one single point of return for all of them. So the regulation puts this responsibility on the retailers, although PRO, the QBCRA, decided that for all depot, let's call them depot, uh, for any depot that is installed to uh, to permit a, a regrouping of retailers, uh, it's going to be installed and operated by the QBCRA. And what is the rationale behind this? One of the, the main reasons, uh, of course, uh, if you operate uh, as a pro, the, the return points, you can standardize the, the, the service. You have a better control on, on fraud. You will always uh, ensure that you have always the best technology. You can invest in it. It's not as if you were trying to uh, profit from, from the operation. You're just trying to give the best service possible to the to the citizens. So, um, so we decided that we're going to open the depots ourselves, even though the regulation doesn't give this obligation necessarily to a pro. It could be operated by retailers. We decided that in Quebec we're going to open the depots uh, through the pro directly, but this still gives many uh, areas where the retailers will still uh, receive containers. For instance, in remote regions, uh, you would probably not have enough volume to justify uh, opening a depot. So uh, we intend to work with the retailers to make sure that they have the right equipment, uh, whether it's uh, RVMs uh, in, in the store, it could also be an annex, a kiosk, all of these uh, different uh, uh, capacities that we may uh, decide to implement with a retailer to be able to cover the, the volume that has to be recovered. Help our listeners understand why 1,500 return spots is important and how many of those spots you expect will be retail-based versus depots. Uh, what we expect is that we will probably have around uh, 1,000 retailers that will still be participating in the system and about 400, yeah, so let's say 1,100 retailers and about 400 depots uh, that will be installed uh, everywhere in Quebec. 1,500 uh, points of return uh, may seem a lot compared to other jurisdictions, but we have to consider the million uh, kilom square kilometers. It's a big territory. And also the target is to reach a 90% rate of recovery. The depot in Quebec for most of the containers will be 10 cents. So those axes are not necessarily aligned in the sense that we're trying to target one of the best rate of return with one of the lowest value of deposit. So to be able to compensate, we need to have a lot of point of returns uh, to make it easy for the consumer to, to reach to a point of return. And we also, and this is one of the reasons why we decided to operate the depots ourselves, make sure that the experience uh, in the depot uh, will be extremely uh, optimized for the citizen, very uh, user-friendly, uh, generally speaking. It doesn't mean that having a backdrop on the corner is not 
a way to uh, increase the service, but at the basis, uh, the backdrop will be offered at the point of return. And why is that? How does this enable efficient logistics? For many reasons. Uh, the most important, of course, is logistics. When you have a backdrop, containers cannot be crushed unless you put the technology into it, and then it becomes extremely expensive. Or if you don't crush, then the logistics is not easy because you have to recover about six, 7,000 containers. And so it's a lot of uh, greenhouse gases just to recover a few containers. We, we still have to put in place a system that will not have a, a high uh, carbon footprint. Cool. Thank you. That was extremely comprehensive. And would you please talk about the mandatory retail obligation? Evidence from all over the world shows that the optimization of the user experience and the highest rates of redemption um, strongly correlate with a core retail obligation. And obviously, it's yeah. not easy to secure when you're facing the negotiations with the retailers. So talk about how you plan to support the retailers in, in rolling out RVM and other collection infrastructure. It was decided that if you don't have enough uh, space in your back store, you should not have to be part of a 5 billion containers system. It's, it's too much compared to the space you have. Many of them, even at the present time, they put containers in, in, in the basement. So, you know, they don't have much space. So to come back to the ones that will be targeted by the regulation, they are concerned about about the ability to uh, recover the containers, the the effect it will have on their operations. And uh, that's why we put in place in the last two years uh, different pilot projects to test different uh, ways of recovering different technologies, also see the impact of different type of containers uh, that are returned uh, during the, the pilot projects. So this helps uh, retailers to see the real impact, to evaluate uh, what can be done. Let's talk about one of the most sensitive topics, handling fees. How is Quebec managing compensation to retailers and other service providers in the system? We started working on the, a way to evaluate the handling fees Handling fees are, of course, uh, another concern uh, for the retailers. Uh, we decided recently to make a new evaluation, and this evaluation will be uh, under a pilot committee, including retailers, producers, and the pro. And so we're trying to really uh, get away from a negotiation approach. Instead, prefer to have a committee composed of all of us and try to find what is the exact cost to, to handle a container at the retailers. Because the regulation, as its basis, uh, has a retailer obligated to operate a point of return, of course, by, by doing this, the retailers uh, have to try to find ways to adapt and work with the pool to find the best ways to recover. Generally speaking, you go uh, either uh, through retailers or through depots. I think hybrid is probably the best way to work with the retailers to ensure their participation, understand their concerns. Those are good concerns. 
And I think the key thing as, as Reloop sees it is that it's not just that you have a hybrid system in place with some basic retail obligation. It's the combination of, you know, offering a hybrid system, but also very detailed requirements for the minimum number of sites that the population must be guaranteed a collection point within a certain distance. So it's that combination of requirements that then allows the development of a hybrid plan or deployment of infrastructure that sort of meets different consumers according to their needs. So I fully agree. It's really unique and it's it's very exciting. Quebec makes it all, again, it's an outlier because it's not just a hybrid system. It's a hybrid system with all these additional standards and requirements. Thank you, Norman, for that comprehensive overview of the Quebec system. Germany has an equally important focus on collection standards and the return to retail approach. I spoke to Henrietta Schneider, the CEO of a consultancy that supports stakeholder groups in setting up, optimizing, and scaling effective systems for packaging. How does Germany make sure that convenience and user experience are built into its collection standards? I would say that the key to convenience and user experience in Germany is return to retail. What one central thing we have in the packaging law is this clear take back obligation that everybody has to kind of adhere to. And that means that take back is possible anywhere. And so if I want to return my empty containers, I don't have to think. I just collect them in a bag next to my door. And the next time I go to a shop, I take this bag and I return the containers. And that makes it really simple for me. Also, retailers understood quickly that take-back is essentially a service that they offer to their customers and that by making this service as convenient as possible, they may retain customers or they may even gain new customers. And that means that it is really in their interest to make it quick, to make it easy, accessible and also clean and hygienic and to train their staff well and so on. All of those things are the things that enhance convenience and user experience. So this doesn't need to be, at least in Germany, laid down in the legislation. It is just really caused by the return to retail principle. You experience what is, as you said, kind of intuitively, the store wants to make the user, who is their customer, have a positive association with the system. It's like there's a a compact in place where everyone's motivated. It just is so different here. Did it start out this way or has this been an evolution to get to the point where we are today? In the beginning, the German legislation was not the way it is right now. So there were several revisions. And for example, in the beginning, we had so-called island solutions. And that means there was no general obligation for take back. You only had to take back what you also sold. And that made it really inconvenient for consumers. But I really believe that as soon as the general take back was introduced, there was also kind of a phase where supermarkets really understood that this is also part of their image. And if you have a clean and a convenient take back section, you might get the customers that other people don't. And that's I think how it developed in this way that usually in in every in every supermarket you can find a pretty convenient and hygienic take back section. 
Thanks to all our listeners who are so committed to learning about modern deposit return systems and the environmental and economic benefits they bring to our communities. In this seventh episode of Redemption, we heard from Alexi Eisenberg, Reloop's Director for France and Francophonie, who worked on Quebec's reforms, who highlighted the importance of the return to retail approach and the equity for collection between urban and rural settings. We also heard from Normand Bisson, President and CEO of Beverage Container Recycling Association, on how Quebec's recent reforms to its DRS prioritize collection standards to ensure convenience and a good user experience. And Henrietta Schneider told us how Germany's comprehensive collection standards contributed to her country's super high container redemption rate of 98%. We hope you'll join us next week for the eighth episode of Redemption, when we move on to the final set of four central practices focused on the area of operations, functions you need to maintain a modern DRS over time. The next essential practice, number seven, is on infrastructure for large volume returns. We'll hear how when it comes to designing and running a DRS, there's no one size fits all. And it's crucial to consider the diverse range of users and their specific redemption patterns, as well as the volume of containers they redeem. In the meantime, don't forget to visit bottlebillreimagined.org to download the guide or subscribe to our newsletter, Bottle Bill Common Ground. You can also leave a review on Redemption wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember, working together from a common ground of knowledge about these 10 essential practices for a modern deposit return system, we can move good bottle bills forward. <laughs>